1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101
0: ESPN. Anything
2: you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
3: That only means one thing, and that's it's time to talk to Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider at The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter at J.P. Rutherford. He's joining us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, Jr. How you doing?
1: Good morning. Thanks for the intro. You're waking me up here with some good food.
3: <laughs> Got to hype you up before your, your interview here. Oh, I love the little honking there. Speaking of honking, how's Vail going for you? I know you had to drive in yesterday. Yesterday, I believe. Right. How's it been going?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, Michelle and Dan last night. Uh, so the blues have been out here in Vail since uh, Monday practicing, but I had a uh-huh. panel back, back in St. Louis, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So I came out last night and you know, you fly into Denver and uh, that's a two hour flight and then you have the two hour drive to Vail. So on the two hour drive to Vail, all of a sudden the snow starts coming down. It looks great. You know, the roads aren't too bad, but then it starts to get a little worse. Then you see signs on the side of the road that say icy roads. So I start to slow down a little bit. Well, now I have headlights in my uh, rear view mirror. So I'm thinking, okay, I, I probably better get over. The person starts flashing their bright lights on the icy road at me to get the heck out of the way. So now I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're going to the point where they're flashing the brights here. So I do get over. The car passes me. About 100 feet later, I almost hit a moose. This moose is on the side of the road Luckily on the shoulder And I felt like I was watching a video game And just driving down the road And had to swerve to avoid this thing So I don't know that I was supposed to come to Vail After all that last night But uh, nonetheless I'm here and ready for practice today Well
2: think of all that moose meat you would have had JR if you knocked that thing down
3: (laughs) Yeah JR why why is Brian Elliott in Vail?
1: (laughs) Who do you think would have won that fight With uh, me and this car and the moose? Uh,
2: You'd have been in trouble (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How big
2: was it, man? Was it a big one? It was, was a mature huge.
1: moose? Huge. It was huge. You know, I live in Jefferson County, so I'm used to seeing deer on the side of the road, uh, but this thing was huge. At first, honestly, as you approach this thing, I don't know if it's a horse, if it's a cow, what it is, but uh, but yeah, it, w- it was huge. And then, so finally, you know, the breathing calms down a little bit. I cozy into this nice little cabin-like uh, hotel here in Vale, next to the rink, belly up to the bar with uh, one Jim Thomas. Dan we sit down and watch the game I'm thinking we're going to get extra innings This is great What a you know great finish to the night here And uh, what's up with that Check swing call to strike
2: Oh relax will you? Okay <laughs> just move on Just start uh, enjoying the baseball season We've had a, a hell of a morning here at JR There's been a lot of baseball talk as you might imagine
1: yeah, yeah, no, I've I've listened. Um, what a crazy situation yesterday, and you guys have uh, touched all the bases today. So, um, I guess we'll move forward and, and see what happens. But that one caught me off guard yesterday.
2: Yeah, I think it did for a lot of people. Um, so tomorrow night, uh, just give me your like expectations of what you think Blues fans are going to see. We're gonna we're gonna have some new faces. We're gonna have some new names on the back of the jersey, different looking lineup to an extent. So, what what are your expectations going into tomorrow night?
1: Yeah, Dan, I think they're excited to play. Uh, You know, they had the eight exhibition games. That's a pretty long preseason. And then you have a situation where you've got to wait another week to play. And a lot of people have asked why. I don't know that there's any specific reason as to why the Blues were off another week. Well, I think it's 28 of the other teams have already played. And and like 10 of them are going to play two games before the Blues uh, play Colorado on Saturday night. So, you know, a lot of... High expectations, people are excited for the season, to start, the fans, the players, the coaches, everybody. And it is going to be a little bit of a different-looking team with Saad and Buchnevich and James Neal. And, you know, the lines are different heading into the season. You know, Kyrou's got a top-six role. You're looking for something um, more from Robert Thomas this year. And then on uh, defense, you know, I think that's an area that a lot of people are going to focus on. Can the defense be better than it was last year? And uh, and Jordan Bennington as well. So a lot of spotlight uh, tomorrow on some guys. And to me, it's just awesome to get the season started.
3: JR a lot of people picking the Avalanche to win the Central. How do you think the Blues stack up with them? How, how big is the disparity, you think, between the Avalanche and the Blues?
1: Well, I don't think it's as great as it was last year. And I don't think it's going to be uh, that way tomorrow night. And, and I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, they lost uh, a few players. They lost to uh, Donskoy. They lost uh Graves they lost uh, Brandon Saad to the Blues. I think Brandon Saad's going to be a a big loss and he was a good secondary scorer, a good uh player for Colorado last year and so they're going to be without him. You know, they they changed the goalie Grubauer goes to Seattle and then you have uh, a new goaltender. So, you know, I think that's going to be a situation where the Blues might be closer to, uh, you know, to to competing against Colorado in the division. And I think also you look at tomorrow night, Michelle, and that's what I say, that they could be closer to them tomorrow, is because uh, you got Orlando Scott, Gabriel Landeskog, who's suspended two games, so he's going to miss tomorrow. And while I forgot about that. And while I wasn't swerving around Moose, I don't think anything's (laughs) happened with uh, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, but, uh, he was in the COVID protocol. So unless something changed with that, uh, he could be out tomorrow night as well.
2: All right, right, you're, you're looking at the blues. What's their biggest strength and what's their biggest weakness or question mark going into the season?
1: Yeah, the biggest strength, Dan, is definitely the depth at forward. Uh, I think there were some surprise, uh, cuts in camp in terms of a couple guys making the team Kyle Clifford Clem Costin you know they send Dakota Joshua down Craig Burby said that was a very tough decision so to me uh, when I look at these forwards you know there's six or seven of them that can score 20 goals and I'm not saying just 20-21 goals I'm saying a number of them can be 25-26-28 so I think if that materializes that would be really interesting uh, from a depth perspective you know Doug Armstrong has approached this team not paying guys 10-11-12 million dollars but you know, giving guys six, seven million dollars. And I think that it looks like a pretty good group. I think the biggest concern is the defense. And you're hoping for a healthy Colton Pareko. It looks like you got that. You know, you hope that Tory Crew can bounce back from last year. You hope that, you know, Justin Fall can be the type of player he was. But after that, there just isn't a lot of depth. You have Jake Wallman. You have Nico Mikola, you have Robert Bortuzzo and Scott Perinovich in the minor leagues, but that's a lot of inexperience. So if you have injuries or you have guys that I just touched on that aren't playing well, there just isn't a ton of depth. So uh, to me, that's probably the big concern.
3: Jared, we've obviously spent a lot of time this morning talking about the Cardinals announcing yesterday that they relieved Mike Schultz of his duties. I know you touched on this in a piece at The Athletic, and everyone needs to to subscribe to The Athletic and read your great work, but Craig Berube had signed a three-year deal after the Blues won the up in 2019 and obviously those 3 years have flown by pretty quickly but how do you see Craig Beruby's lame duck year playing out
1: yeah, and I did write about this, and, and what I said, Michelle, in the article is that uh, I just don't think that the Blues are in a hurry on this. You know, obviously, if Craig Ruby wins two cups or they go a couple rounds the past couple years, probably that deal's done already, but there hasn't been that kind of success. I know the Blues are an organization that, you know, once you get in that final year, you know, there's no reason to extend it, let the year play out. Now, that's changed, I think, with uh, their their view of Doug Armstrong, just because he's had so much success. So, he did have one more year. They did extend him. So five more years so they kind of made an exception in that area but I think with Craig Bruby, hey look we're giving you some new players we got a different look we think we've got a good team let's see how you handle it but the word the sentence that I used in the story is and and I go back years with Davis Payne and Andy Murray I think Doug Armstrong with some of those coaches he was looking for some slippage and hey if it happened we're probably going to have to move on I don't think he's looking for that with Craig Ruby. I think he's got confidence in him. I think he's got, uh, you know, a a, a look at the season, like uh, things are going to go well. And, you know, halfway through, midway through, if things are going great, then they'll probably extend it. Maybe they'll wait to the end of the season. If they're not, then they'll have to reach that decision at that point. Uh, but I don't think that Doug Armstrong's looking for a reason to fire Craig Berube or move on from him.
2: In terms of Tarasenko, would you expect him to still be a blue by the trade deadline? So if he shows that he's healthy and is productive, does he become a guy where the blues say, no, we don't want to get rid of this guy, and we've kind of mended the issues that we've had with him? Or do you think there's a situation where he has to prove he's healthy and they'll find a place for him.
1: It's so multifaceted, and you spelled it out great. Uh, But, yeah, what if if he's playing great? And so the trade demand in terms of uh, what the Blues could get for him you know, grows and it's higher. Maybe Doug Armstrong does find what he wants, but you don't want to lose the guy if he's playing well and clicking with your lineup. You know, if if Robert Thomas is dishing him the puck and he's piling up the assists and you trade Tarasenko, does that hurt Robert Thomas? Therefore, it affects you. You know, I could see a situation where if he's playing well and, and Doug Armstrong gets what he wants, he's traded before the trade deadline. But, Dan, I guess there's also a possibility now that it's made it this far that maybe they keep him for the year and then just try to move him in the offseason without disrupting the team midseason. So there's a million different ways this thing could go, uh, but that might be the most intriguing. If he's really playing well and he still wants to be traded, do they, in fact, uh, entertain that idea?
3: Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider at The Athletic. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at jp rutherford And JR, thanks for taking the time to chat with us this morning. Enjoy the rest of your time in Colorado. And eyes peeled for Moose, okay?
1: Yeah, at least the sun will be out on the drive back to Denver today, so there
0: it should you be go. good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the Tide deserve a spot in the College Football Playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at bidonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at bidonline as well. And don't forget, Online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Online where the game starts.
1: It's a well-known fact that good sleep leads to a happier life. Okay, maybe that's not a fact fact, but... Don't you just feel amazing after a great night's sleep? Like the first night back in your own bed after traveling. It's time to demand more first night back kind of sleep. Stop tossing and turning and talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more.